Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Pure as water made me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And Father, we thank you for blessing us to, to get across to our brethren, Lord, um, those that are in the world and those that are out of the world. Uh, we uh, pray that you will touch their hearts, that you will deliver them from evil. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We're going to continue with uh, Bride Rewarded, Factious and Apostates Judged, number 11. First Revelation, we called it A Storm of Witchcraft Fails, and it was given to Claire Pinar, 618.22. And uh, Claire is representing uh, the bride because of her name, which means brilliant which describes her garment in uh, Revelation 19. And she said, I dreamed I was in my parents' old house. And um, I believe this is being at my parents' home with both parents and represents abiding in the ways of the ancient church, she wrote. I was sleeping in the bed, and I had in my room uh, as a child that I had in my room when I was a child. And my mother and father came into the room and gently woke me up and said, It's time. Well, as we will see, this represents that it's time for the bride to really fight against the faction in the church and state and their witchcraft. I looked out through the curtains, and I saw it was dark outside. And her note is, it's very dark in the world around us right now, but we can, re we can rest in the promises and the goodness of our Lord. Amen. Amen. She went on to say, I walked to the kitchen to get a drink of water from the faucet. Well, the water in the kitchen represents the water of the Word, which is our spiritual food. Amen? Those who don't continue in the Word are not feeding their spiritual man, and they ultimately die, spiritually speaking. She said, as I did that, in my dream, I remembered a teaching from David Eels about a time when he and his family were under intense persecution. And, of course, this is all part of the dream. So his wife, representing the bride, the wife of the David-slash-man-child reformers, got up uh, to get water from the kitchen, and she saw bullets being shot through the water and the faucet from somewhere outside the house. 
So the bullets through the water represent the fiery darts fired at the woman through the river of waters that the dragon, the factious dragon, body spewed out of its mouth to try to swallow her up. Revelation 12:15 and 16. And the serpent cast out of his mouth after the woman water as a river, that he might cause her to be carried away by the stream. There's your bullets. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the river which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Amen. So she went on to say the rebuke, uh, she rebuked it, and it stopped. Okay, representing the authority that the bride has over the faction and over their lies and so on and so forth. There's a, there's a time when a crucifixion comes to an end, and then woe be it to them who did it, right? Um, so the bride is going to fight against the words coming from the factious dragon, and none of their words will fall to the ground. Then I had the exact same experience in my dream, and I also rebuked the bullets. The bullets were uh, big and black, she said. So this is spoken twice, so this confirms uh, that Claire is representing the bride, and the lies and the slander of the faction are very big and very evil, just like she said, right? Big and black. And this, this second confirmation, of course, according to what Joseph said, is it's surely going to come to pass, Okay. There was no fear in my head or voice when I rebuked the bullets, but I was just astonished at the lengths people would go to to curse us. Yeah, people who have done them nothing but good, tried to help them, tried to warn them. Yeah. Psalm 36, 1 through 4 says, The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart, there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own eyes that his iniquity will not, will not be found out. That is not possible, okay, according to the Lord here. And be hated. It will be found out. They will be hated. Now, the words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. He devises iniquity upon his bed. He setteth himself in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. She said, Then I realized David Eels was sleeping in the master bedroom where my parents were supposed to be. Well, the, uh, the David man-child ministry is going to be a father to God's people, right? And the bride a mother, okay? I had an intense desire to pray for him, and then I woke up. Well, David here is representing the first fruits, David man-child reformers that are at rest in the master bedroom, representing the throne anointing of authority that they receive. And then Rion and I woke up around the same time, and we prayed down all the witchcraft and word curses. And as we were praying, I had a vision of David Eels's heart, and a big black cloud or storm was trying to land on it. 
but we kept rebuking it. The storm never landed on his heart, and we soon fell back to sleep in prayer. So everybody else needs to agree with this, this too. This is a promise from the Lord. And this is the storm of witchcraft sent by the factious dragon body uh, in an attempt to devour the man-child, as Revelation 12 says. And this is the verse I received by faith at random for the dream. Colossians 2 and 3, uh, and in context, 2 through 3. That their hearts may be comforted, they being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, that they may know the mystery of God, even Christ, in whom are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden. Yes, they run after treasures. Um, they are a bunch of thieves, and they run after treasures. But this is the treasure that they left behind, eternal treasure that they left behind. Uh, the This next one we call, The Enemy Attempts to Kill the Bride and Steal the Gifts. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, this is given to Eve Brass, 6 And I believe that this dream has a corporate meaning, uh, Eve said. I dreamed local UBM had set up the white pot blessing tables in a U-shape in the living room of the left mobile home on the land that my dad, representing the father, had given me. There were no more factious people living in this mobile home. They were, they were like the wasp's nest that she found in the, in the left mobile. These are leftists, folks. Just Every dream we've got, they're leftists. They're just like the leftists out there that are screaming and railing and slandering, you know, the righteous. Um, so there were no more factious people in the left mobile home who had uh, lived there according to previous dreams. This is true. Father had cleared them out like he did the factious wasps uh, in previous dreams. He cleaned them out. <clears throat> it's an amazing story, folks. It, it's just amazing. You know that from the very beginning, this has been a war from a bunch of, of um, uh, bisexuals. We have counted them from the beginning. It's an amazing number. Some of them became bisexuals after they went to this group, and uh, many of them were before. But the Lord knew it, and he took them out. He used faction to take them out. This was an organized effort from the beginning of Satan to try to invade UBM, and it failed, and it will fail. As I was going around the tables and placing the chairs, these gold medallions appeared at each place, setting along, along with a small white box that contained a cleaning cloth and solution to shine up the coins because they were very old coins. I knew that these were a gift from heaven above. Well, this has... 
um, in some ways a literal interpretation and others a spiritual interpretation. Father is going to provide all the finances necessary for us to be able to provide for his elect in the coming wilderness tribulation. And he has provided for us with uh, spiritual giftings that are very old because Jesus had them 2,000 years ago before he passed them on to his disciples. These were coins, okay? I picked up the coin in front of me and looked closely at it. On the front of the coin, there was a profile of a man with a beard. Well, let me say presidents or rulers are on the face of coins. And I believe that this bearded man represents Jesus who returns manifested by word and spirit in the man-child reformers to lead God's elect through the tribulation. And, of course, Satan, uh, through his factions, are trying to stop this. But Isaiah 40, 10 and 11 says this, Behold, the Lord will come as a mighty one. Yes, he's coming in the man-child reformers. And his arm will rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense is before him. So he's coming to judge the wicked and give the reward to the bride. Number 11. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his bosom and will gently lead those that have their young. Did you know that Jesus is going to have a physical ministry on this earth? Yes, through another son of David, just as he did the first time, except now he's reaching a corporate body of people that surrounds the world, not just in the Middle East. Remember, everything is repeated, all history is repeated, uh, but on a larger scale. So, on the back of the coin was a circle of small stars all around the outer circumference. And God said, by the way, I'm saying this, of course, that God said that he would make Abraham's seed, whom we are by faith, as the stars of heaven for a multitude. And also, the woman in Revelation 12 has 12 stars around her head representing the doctrine of the apostles, which uh, most of the church doesn't have yet, <laughs> but they will, because there is this restoration of all things that's coming back. So, she said, I cleaned the coin with the cleaning kit provided, and it was shiny and beautiful, with all the years of corrosion cleaned off of it. Mm -hmm. A restoration of all things. A restoration of the years that the palmer worm, the canker worm, and the caterpillar took from God's people. They were attacking God's crop, and, uh, and God destroyed them. Okay, we know that the bride will be able to clearly see her leadership, cleaning up the coin, on the coin, who is Jesus. It is also Jesus's manif Jesus manifested in the man-child, as it was with so many in the Bible, including Moses, Joseph, Jesus, etc. Okay? 
Suddenly, a black Cobra helicopter descended upon the left mobile home and was about to open fire on us. Mm-hmm. Well, the Cobra helicopter represents serpent spirits in the dragon body whose thoughts or fiery dart attacks uh, try to poison the minds of the people. That's what cobras do, you know. And yes, they are full of vile poison coming out of their mouth. I knew that they wanted to kill us and to steal our gold coins or medallions sent from heaven to us by God. Well, this represents trying to separate God's people from their true leadership, the face on the coin, right? The factious enemy always tries to spiritually kill us by their lies and slander to separate the head from the body. And um, they have dismembered many people through their slander, uh, people who failed the test of what they knew the Scripture said to do and they didn't do it, or they had some hidden sin or something. But at any rate, God chose um, to separate some people from the body. D don't make any mistake about it. When a person has this, they are not forgiven by God because they do not forgive ever. And uh, they are separated from the body. Uh, and paralyze us so that we are ineffective to use the gifts Father has given to us for his kingdom. I began to gather up all the gold from each place setting and put it into a large white tote bag with a small floral design all over it. Well, the corporate bride body must put the gifts of God given to her down into her heart. Uh, represented by the white floral bag, where they are safe from being stolen by the enemy. I also grabbed what else I could in a hurry and ran out the door, because, of course, the black cobra helicopter was coming. Uh, and across the big porch and down the steps to the gravel driveway before they had a chance to open fire. Revelation 12 13 and 14 says, And when the dragon saw that he was cast down to the earth, he persecuted the woman that had brought forth the man-child. And there was given to the woman the two wings of the great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness unto her place, where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. And, of course, this nourishment represents the same thing that Jesus did when he took his disciples into the wilderness or desert and taught them, right? And, uh, of course, this last part from the face of the serpent represents uh, the cobra helicopter, right? And Leon, I believe, representing Jesus, the Lion of Judah, in the anointed man-child reformers, Leon came driving up quickly in his SUV and circled around to me. He rolled down the front passenger window and said, Hurry and get in. We have to leave now. To go into the wilderness tribulation, in other words. I opened the rear passenger door 
and to my surprise, all of local UBM was supernaturally squeezed into his SUV. <laughs> I was barely able to squeeze in there myself and shut the door as uh, Leon was peeling out down the driveway towards Calendar Road. You remember Calendar Road from other revelations. It represents the passage of time wherein the woman is nourished by the man-child reformers for 1,203 score days. Amen. And that's of course, brings us to the middle of the tribulation period when the beast is going to make war on the church, who by that time will have been educated somewhat <laughs> and be prepared uh, by the man, child, and woman in the wilderness, just as, just as history shows us. Uh, so here's something that I wrote, uh, that the Lord will judge the factious enemy and then give the bride her reward. This is proven over and over and over through the Scriptures. It was so in Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, 1 and 2, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. In other words, crucifixion has happened at the hands of the wicked, right? that she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And uh, 9 through 11, O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, the bride, right? get thee up on a high mountain. Amen. O thou that tellest good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord God will come as a mighty one. Well, there you go. In the man-child reformers. And his arm will rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Yes, you remember the Lord when he took out the Edomites and this blood-stained garment was so on and so forth, you know. And then he blessed the bride. Whoa. So notice that the, the Lord smites the factious and then rewards the bride for her crucifixion by them. Uh, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his bosom and will gently lead those that have their young. The Lord's ministry to his people. Praise be to God. Yes, he's coming to take care of it himself. <laughs> uh it, and, of course, they didn't see him the first time because he came in a body of the son of David. Okay, They didn't recognize him. Ooh, hmm, history just repeats. It was so in Isaiah 62 uh, through chapter 64. Uh, Isaiah 62, 11 through 63, 6. I'll read first. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the earth, Say ye to the daughter of Zion. That's the Zion of our day, right? Behold, I mean the New Testament Zion, not the Old Testament Zion, right? Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him. He's talking to the bride. And his recompense before him. He's talking to the Edomites. 
and they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah, which means the, which is the Edomite sheepfold, right? This that is glorious in his, his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. The Lord is going to come and save the bride from the faction. Mm -hmm. Now, now they don't believe it, so I'm not telling any secrets, but they don't believe it, so don't worry about it. Uh, verse 2, Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat? I have trodden the winepress alone, and the peoples there was no man with me. Yea, I trod them in mine anger, and trampled them in my wrath, and their lifeblood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my raiment. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. Now there's a redemption time for the bride, and there's a redemption time for the church. And the redemption time for the bride is now upon us. The redemption time for the church going through their tribulation with their faction is the end of the tribulation period. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. I looked, and there was none to help. And I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my wrath it upheld me. And I trod down the peoples in mine anger, and made them drunk in my wrath. And I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. And we know that among them there is a, uh, a group of people who will repent and come out from among them. Praise be to God. And we've been praying for them in Jesus' name. Okay, and... Uh, Pharaoh's army was destroyed at the Red Sea, but the people of God celebrated on the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, Isaiah 63, 11 through 14. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit in the midst of them? that caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, that divided the waters before them to make himself an everlasting name, that led them through the depths as a horse in the wilderness so that they stumbled not. So the Lord made an everlasting name of this judgment of the wicked who were chasing God's people to try to bring them into bondage. Hmm. Verse 14, As the cattle that go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord caused them to rest, so didst thou lead thy people to make thyself a glorious name. Yep. In other words, this is going to be famous the fame and the infamy of the left uh, factious is going to be known. Isaiah 64, 1-4 Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, and that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might quake at thy presence. I do believe that the deep state will be retaliating with earthquakes. 
when the Lord returns in his man-child. Mm-hmm. And when fire kindled the brushwood, as when fire kindled the brushwood. In other words, you're going to burn up the wood, hay, and the stubble, those that have no fruit. And the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries. They'll say, whoops. Yeah. That the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we look not for, thou camest down. The mountains quaked at thy presence. Mm-hmm. For from of old men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath, hath the eye seen a God besides thee who worketh for him that waiteth for him. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. So the Lord judged the factious enemy and then gave the bride her reward. It's, it's uh, all through the scriptures. It was so with the bride and the man-child in, in Esther. The king of kings gave authority to Esther and Mordecai to destroy Haman and his people in Purim and then rewarded Esther and Mordecai. We received this by faith at random this morning. Esther 10, 1 through 3. And the king, Ahasuerus, laid a tribute upon the land and upon the isles of the sea, and all the acts of his power and of his might, and the full account of the greatness of Mordecai, meaning little man, uh, which is a man-child, whereunto the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? There's our Cyrus. Mm-hmm. For Mordecai the Jew was next unto King Ahasuerus and great among the Jews, the New Testament Jews, right? And accepted of the multitude of his brethren, seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his seed. So it was so with the bride and the man child in Joel chapter 2. The northern army advanced towards Jerusalem, the bride. They cried unto the Lord. The bride and the man-child will reveal to the people at that time. You will see. The Lord then smote the army and then rewarded the bride with revival and total restoration of all the years that the wicked had stolen from them. And this was probably the Assyrian army of Sennacherib who were smitten of the Lord um, when 185,000 of them died in one night. And here's the story, Joel chapter 2 and verse 16. says, Gather the people, sanctify the assembly, assemble the old men, gather the children, and those that suck the breasts, and let the bridegroom go forth from his chamber hmm. and the bride out of her closet oh the bride's coming out of her closet mm -hmm. okay so this is a revelation here to the people at that time okay when the northern army was about to attack oh they're making a big mistake <laughs> big mistake uh, but I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive it into a land barren and desolate. 
its fore part into the eastern sea, its hinder part into the western sea, and its stench shall come up, for and its ill savor shall come up. In other words, they are a stench in God's nostrils, right? And in man's too. Because it hath done great things, or so they think. 23 through 25. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he giveth you the former rain in just measure, and he causes to come down to you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. Who's he talking to? Zion, the bride. That's where it's going to start. Okay. And, of course, we see the judgment of the northern army. His recompense is before him, and his reward is with him. He is now rewarding the bride in this text. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. So did God send these crucifiers? He always does. But they're vessels of dishonor, and they won't get a reward for it except a really bad reward. So we see again the judgment of the enemies like the Red Sea and then the reward of the bride. It was so with the bride and man-child in Second Chronicles 20. The three armies advanced towards Jerusalem, the bride. Jehoshaphat commanded the praisers to the front of the line, <laughs> and the enemies uh, killed each other off. Yes, they will rat on one another. I guarantee it. Look, it's happening in the world, and it's going to happen in the church. Yeah. And the people took the plunder, as it will be with the deep state and our faction. Notice. Second Chronicles 20, 22 through 23 says, And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set liars in wait against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sur that were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the inhabitants, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sur, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sur, everyone helped to destroy one another. And all the plunder was given to the people. Hmm. So, what has happened to prove that this will happen with the faction? Some of our missionaries were killed by the factious Catholics who blamed us for converting their cult members uh, with the word. They warned us to get out of their country or we would all die. They did a black mass to enforce this. We called upon the Lord, who then started a war between the Catholics, Coptics, and JWs, who were also persecuting the Christian missionaries. So now they have been killing each other off for weeks, and this happened as it did with Abimelech and the men of Shechem, like I showed the lead evangelist there. The Catholics said it was my black magic that did this to them. In other words, judged them, right? 
And they're doing a black mass, which is witchcraft, to get rid of us. But they're still being killed by the grace of God. They've done black magic, uh, black <laughs> witchcraft magic um, before against me. And I'm still here. And the missionaries, by the grace of God, and the missionaries have been spared all of this civil war. They weren't in it. And now it's over, praise God. And they're wondering what happened. They're licking their wounds. They have a bunch of dead, uh, and so on and so forth. What happened? They reaped what they sowed. And so this is, this is a part of us. You know, this is part of us. We supplied our materials and our books, and they've gone out, and the people love to hear the Word of God. Yeah. And also, President Trump and the Alliance have started uh, the mass arrests of the elites, and we're supposed to be now in the middle of that. Uh, but I, extend, I understand that they're extending their period of time that they were going to do this. <laughs> I, I just heard that today. So they started the mass arrests of the elites with their deep state leadership in the nations and are trying and sentencing many to death by bullet. Yes, they were doing hangings, but they just changed the rules because hanging was too time-consuming and expensive, and we're talking about 3,000 elites and many more deep state leaders. The witches around the world are with these Satanists, just like the witches work with our faction, okay, to support them and to destroy the Alliance and the Christians. But they are failing, and so will our faction. Yes, amen. We declare it by the word of the Lord. He has given it to us, and I'm t sharing it with you right now. You're looking at it. It's a repetition of history all down through time. And we have received from the Lord that there is a parallel between Trump draining the political swamp, which is happening, and the man-child draining the church swamp. So all of this is a type for us, okay? Because God said there was a parallel, and we believe him. Okay, then we got this from um, Eve Brast on 5-12-19. We called it. Back then, draining the swamp. Yeah. I dreamed that I was standing near the edge of a swamp that took up the whole dirt road in the middle of an old western town. This swamp represents the deep state corruption in the Wild West. And um, the uh, apostate Christian corruption infection too in the because they're wild just as wild as these other people out there raising hell all over the world right uh it's called anarchy they have a spirit of anarchy and they're all leftists every last one of them the sky overhead was overcast and i believe this is an omen of darkness over the land 
And I, we will see this darkness. It's not over, as many would like to tell you. It's no, it's not. And uh, I was looking in the direction of a covered wooden porch of one of the buildings in town. And uh, she wrote, uh, the, the sun slash S-O-N has been obscured by the haze of corruption over this country in the church and in the state. I saw a man who was a politician and seemed to be in charge, dressed in a tan tweed suit. He had light-colored hair and a single spectacle in one eye. He also had a walrus mustache. Hmm, reminds you of someone, doesn't it? There were two or three men standing around him who were dressed like FBI agents with black suits, white shirts, and thin black ties, and they were wearing dark black sunglasses. They seemed to be talking over their sinister plans for the town. <laughs> this is the faction, right? Parts of the FBI have been involved in much corruption and criminality with evil government leaders. Very similar to what's going on in the church. And I knew these men were dangerous, and I slowly skirted around the edge of the swamp to get to the other side and avoid detection by them. They were so busy with their plans that they took no notice of me. We know about their plans. We've been receiving them in dreams. And uh, we, we have better than the NSA with us, I'm telling you. They don't know what we know, but we know. And they have laid a trap for themselves, but they think they laid it for us. So God will protect his people from their evil plans, very clearly. When I got to the other side of the swamp, all of the local UBM people had joined me, had joined behind me, and I knew that we had to wade through this swamp in order to get to where we were going. Yes, we've had to go through this swamp from the beginning. And, and she said, God allows this testing to clean us up and to get us where we are going in his plan. This is true. We're being, uh, by, by the way, the bride and man-child are being educated through all this, too, because it's they that's going to teach the church how to go through it later on a much larger scale. Okay? We've been delivered of many swamp creatures, just as the Alliance is purging them from the government swamp. And they have the same demons and the same sins, exactly the same. And they're all leftists, right? The swamp water was up to all of our necks, and we were repulsed by it in the feel of water weeds brushing up against our bodies as we kept searching for an area where it was possible to exit the swamp. So, many people in this country, in church and state, are sick and repulsed by the wickedness that has infiltrated the church and government. I noticed the top of a wooden structure in the middle of the swamp that looked like a gallows where they used to hang criminals in the town a long time ago. But now it was useless because the swamp waters were so high. <laughs> yes, 
Wow, isn't that exactly what they said? We quit hanging them because it took too much time and there were too many of them, right? And the expense was tremendous. Uh, Look at that. And uh, she said, the swamp has perverted and stifled justice, but once it's drained, justice will return to the Wild West. Are we not watching it with all the Supreme Court judgments that are coming down? And look at the crazies out there. Hmm? Mm-hmm. They're just like our crazies, just like them. Ultimately, the man-child reformers will deliver God's elect out of the apostate swamp. Yes, indeed. Suddenly, the angel named Shemuel that I have witnessed standing next to the Drain the Swamp sign in David's house. Yes, we do. We have a sign, Drain the Swamp, in our house. And it, and it like she says here, near the water filter... Uh, and he appeared in front of our group. Yes, yes, this angel does stand right there next to that swamp, <laughs> next to that uh, uh, water filter, the clean water, and he does tap that, as she's going to tell you, that uh, drain the swamp sign with his sword. And she said, I've watched him at David's house smile and gesture with his head towards the sign drain the swamp, (laughs) and tap it with his sword. Shemuel represents that not only is God going to drain the swamp of corruption, but he's also going to restore the pure water of the word, the original gospel for the people. And that's the water filter. Yeah. So this angel appears in our house regularly along with two other angels who stand in the balcony, we call it. It's the upstairs. Uh, And they can look over the balcony and see us, and they stand up there above us. One of them pours oil on my head. Praise God. (laughs) Uh, And all of whom go forth to conquer when we speak the word concerning the draining of the swamp in the church and the government. In other words, those angels, we watch them go when we give the command uh, for something to happen, when we bind and loose and so on and so forth. They go quickly and they do it. And I'll leave you a link about some of our angels and their showing up and what they do through UBM. Shemuel um, appeared above our group to our right, hovering above the swamp waters. He shone very brightly, and his sandals were golden, as well as his golden curly hair. He still wore the baby blue velvet sash tied around his waist, as I've seen him in David's house. Shemuel means Shem, which is name, and El, which is God, name of God. He bears the name of God. <laughs> Exodus 23 and 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee by the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Take ye heed before him and hearken unto his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. 
<laughs> but if thou shalt indeed hearken unto his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Therefore he takes his sword and he taps that drain the swamp sign with a big smile on his face too. So this is clear that the angel who bears God's name, meaning nature and authority, is here to lead us to conquer the enemies in the land. And as we hear his directions with humility towards God's word, he will be an enemy to our enemies. Isn't that what it says? Yes, indeed. He was pointing to the politician and the FBI agents that surrounded him and was making proclamations and judgments against them and declaring the imminent draining of the swamp as he pointed with his left finger at them. They were completely oblivious to the judgment proclaimed against them. Only we from UBM heard the sentencing against them. Well, they don't believe there is a judgment against them, even though the scriptures declare it over and over. Um, God says, the slanderer I will destroy. And they don't believe that. I remember that we all let out a sigh of relief when the angel said this, especially Merlene, because she had been struggling because of her height to get through the swamp waters. <laughs> Merlene's kind of short, you know. But she kept her nose above the waters. That's the great thing. <laughs> we knew that relief was coming soon, and then I woke up. Well, in the political realm, this seems to be uh, the really the reality on the ground, and also the the natural comes before the spiritual, right? And uh, so we see that the parallel is going to happen too. Praise be to God. God is paralleling judgment on this political factious swamp with declassification and judgment of the religious factious. Swamp, right? Yes. And both have the same demons of faction, witchcraft, slander, lies, fornication of all kinds. And it's all the harlot of Babylon. The dragon, seek, dragon seeking to devour God's people. Uh, almost every morning, a group of us gathers for prayer and warfare. And we all get a word from the Lord by faith at random. In all of these meetings, we get warnings of God's plan to drain the political and religious swamp of corruption. And uh, the, at the time of this, the, the morning's words by faith at random, I'll just share a few of them with you. Even now, the deep state are destroying the food supply by weather warfare, interfering with food distribution, burning food processing plants, culling uh, whole cattle and chicken populations, and massive inflation, which the Lord will give back through his people. Joel 1, 15 through 18 says, <clears throat> one, of those, one of the morning's revelations, 
Uh, Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Is not the food cut off from before our eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seeds rot under their clods, the garners are laid waste, uh, the barns are broken down, for the grain is withered. How do the beasts groan? The herds of cattle are perplexed, because they have no pasture. Yea, the flocks of sheep are made desolate. We just had 10,000 cows die in Kansas all at once. And the very foolish mainstream media said it was because of the heat, a 100-degree heat. How crazy. They've all gone through that before (laughs) and didn't kill any of them. (laughs) Okay, so we know it's the deep state. And we know judgment is coming on the apostate leadership of Christianity by the hand of the deep state. Yes. And because we got this that morning, too. Lamentations 2, 8. We're going to give 8 through 10. The Lord hath purposed to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. This is talking about the apostate leadership of God's people. He hath uh, stretched out the line. He hath not withdrawn his hand from destroying. And he hath made the rampart uh, and wall to lament. They languish together. Her gates are sunk into the ground. He hath destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the nations where the law is not. Yep, that's where they are. And they are without law, without scripture. Yea, her prophets find no vision from the Lord. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit upon the ground. They keep silence. They have cast up dust upon their heads. They have girded themselves with sackcloth. The virgins of Jerusalem hang down their heads to the ground. And, of course, this is the judgment on the leadership of the factious swamp in the apostate church. This is like the Zedekiah judgment, right? Jeremiah two fourteen through twenty one, is Israel a servant? Is he a home born slave? Why has he become a prey? The young lions have roared upon him and yelled, and they have made his land waste. His cities are burned up without inhabitant. The children also of Memphis and Tophanes have broken the crown of thy head. Hast thou not procured this unto thyself, in that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, when he led thee by the way? And now, what hast thou to do in the way to Egypt, to drink the waters of the Sihor, Shihor? Or what hast thou to do in the way to Assyria, to drink the waters of the river? Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. You know, these people all professed that they believed the word of God, and they were so excited about the word that they got through UBM, excited, but they didn't depart from their sins. God knew it, 
and he turned them over to faction, which is separation. It is a blessing to the body of Christ and to uh, the bride. And thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and a bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God and that my fear is not in thee, says the Lord, the Lord of hosts. For of old time I have broken thy yoke and burst thy bonds and thou saidst, I will not serve. For upon every high hill and under every green tree thou didst bow thyself playing the harlot. Yet I had planted thee a noble vine, holy a right seed. How then art thou turned into the degenerate branches of a foreign vine unto me? This is exactly what happened. Judgment on uh, the apostate, factious church, etc. Another one we received, Ezekiel 39, 17 through 22. And thou son of man, thus saith the Lord, Speak unto the birds of every sort, to every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves, and come and gather yourselves on every side to my sacrifice that I do for you. Now, you know, birds are likened to demons in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And the beasts, of course, are the, the, the much larger beasts that were identified through Daniel and, and so on. These uh, nation beasts right, or all nation beasts, you know, uh, to my sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. Yep, the demons are going to have a time. You see, because just as Paul turned the man over to Satan for his fornication, um, the Lord has turned these people over to Satan for a great judgment. They're going to be gobbled up by the demons. Ye shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, of goats, and of bullocks, all of them fatlings of Bashan. Bashan, of course, was known as uh, like the bulls of Bashan in uh, Psalm 22, who persecuted Jesus, right? And they're still doing it. And you shall eat fat until you be full, and drink blood till you be drunken. Talking about the demons and uh, and the beasts of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. And you shall be filled at my table with horses and chariots, there's the Red Sea, right? With mighty men and with all men of war, says the Lord. In other words, all those people that wanted to attack God's people, chase after God's people, um, wanting to destroy them and bring them into bondage. And I will set my glory among the nations, and all the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed in my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward, etc. So the Red Sea, victory over the factions. Notice. And we received Jeremiah 55 through 7. They shall inquire concerning Zion with their faces thitherward, 
saying, Come ye, and join yourselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that shall not be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains, and they have gone from mountain to hill, and have forgotten their resting place. All that found them have devoured them, and their adversary said, We're not guilty, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of the righteous, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. So, draining the factious religious swamp. Mm-hmm. So here, um, Eve Brast in 2020 had this revelation, we call it, uh, dream of faction bombed and scattered and the elect's return. Praise be to God. We've been praying for that. Uh, I dreamed that it was dark outside and I was standing in a line with the local UBM brethren. Well, Eve, along with the local UBM, is being used to represent the corporate body of the Bride of Christ. We were all facing the factious enemy's camp and holding hands and praying. So the bride uh, must stand united against the faction and their witchcraft in prayer and spiritual warfare. The camp was being bombed from above, and I saw a bombed-out vehicle about 50 yards in front of our prayer line. So they were on the front line, and they see over there in the factious camp a bombed-out vehicle. Vehicles represent lives. It appears God is going to recompense the wicked for their evil committed against his people. And she said, I saw a group of factious men who had been standing in front of the vehicle begin to scatter because of the bombings. One of the factious men who was holding a packet of legal documents, we know about this, we've gotten revelations about this, was ducking for cover and trying to run away towards his left from the bombed-out camp. Hmm. Well, we know the legal documents represent the factious leader's plan to sue UBM and David. Also, uh, the accuser of the brethren, Satan, who persecutes the righteous through his vessels or vehicles of dishonor with his accusations in the court of heaven. Okay, parallel, right? I could see little embers from the bombings floating around in the air. That's the burning up of their fleshly works and the burning up of their some lives actually. Then a, a black woman who d- was deceived by the faction appeared in front of me in our prayer line. Hmm. Well, this may represent another dream which we had of her dying by a plague, but repenting. And we've had uh, dreams of other factious people dying of the plagues, too. And this could represent some of the bombing of their camp. Bombing, of course, is a spiritual thing covering a lot of judgment is what it is. 
Her skin and clothing were charred from the bombings, and she was very thin now. In other words, no flesh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We know that, that uh, being captured by the faction is going to humble some of the elect when they realize what they have done, which is the same thing that Judas did, right? And they will repent. Now, uh, Judas's from the foundation of the world will not repent. We already know that. They're going to fulfill the type of Judas who hung himself with his own hand. But there are people who have acted like Judas, you know. She was dressed in a large floral print dress, but it was all tattered. Her hair was all a mess, and there was blood on her face and her mouth. Well, the blood on her mouth represents devouring the saints by slander, right? She was crying and weak, and she was holding out her hands towards me, palms up in repentance. And then I woke up. Oh, praise the Lord. Also, uh, Peter repented, right? He denied the Lord. He repented. Judas wasn't able to repent. He tried, but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. The scripture teaches about that too. Uh, also, some who have been deceived by the faction will return as a result of the judgments upon them from God. And we don't glory in these judgments. We want to see them repent. And if, if necessary, this has to happen to bring them to repentance, that is, the elect among them. Well, we desire it, you know. So, um, Eve Brass in 6121 got this UBM protected by special ops angels. It's connected to the dream we just saw because of the bombings. I dreamed that local UBM was encamped outdoors near the large gray stone wall that I've seen in previous dreams. This wall represents sanctification, which separates us from the world and their wicked practices. Faction is a demon that God uses to separate them, okay, from us because of their sins. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. They have to be separated, and so God uses that, okay? And uh, she says, we are the stones that are fitted together tightly, and they are gray, representing our crucified life of death to self. Amen. Our camp was at peace and was lit by a light that came from overhead, out of heaven, right? Well, we know that the righteous have a covenant of peace through the light from heaven called the Word and the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 54 and 10 says, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my loving kindness shall not depart from thee, Neither shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, that hath mercy upon thee. And Numbers 25, 12 through 13. Wherefore say, Behold, I will give unto him my covenant of peace. And it shall be unto him and to his seed after him, the covenant of everlasting priesthood, because he was jealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. Ezekiel 37 and 26, Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. 
It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. Okay, that's not true of a lot of people, you know, um, because they're not going to have peace. There is no peace to the wicked, says the Lord, right? So Eve said, we had the white pot blessing table set up in our chairs for a meeting. Well, the white tables, uh, I believe, represent feeding on the pure word. The wicked faction hate the word and the God who wrote it and the people who stand for it because it convicts them of their sins. In fact, when they get caught in their sins, they blame you for what they are doing. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. The same people with the same demons in the political realm are doing the exact same things. Therefore, in Isaiah 57 and 21, there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Everyone was happy and peaceful fellowship with each other. And uh, Psalm 133, 1-3 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that came down upon the skirt of his garment, like the dew of Hermon <clears throat> that cometh down upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And um, verse 13 says, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. So peaceful fellowship will be God's gift to Zion the bride. Isaiah 54 and 10, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my loving kindness shall not depart from thee, speaking to the bride, Neither shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, that hath mercy upon thee. Isaiah 55 and 12. For you shall go out with joy, and that is from Babylonish bondage, right? And be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the fields shall clap their hands. Isaiah 57 and 2, He entereth into peace. They rest in their beds, each one that walketh in his uprightness. Uprightness has to be in a heart of a person who wants peace, right? And 21, There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Mm -hmm. The factious people who had been driven from us she said, in bitterness and hatred because of their own sins, were camped about a hundred yards or so north of our location. Well, a hundred here represents a hundred percent complete separation from Zion. I mean, morally and physically. Uh, and Zion, of course, is the bride whom they considered their enemies because of their demon possession. 
So, uh, she said, the beast enemy attacked Zion from the north. Notice, yes, that's true. And Jeremiah 6, 22 through 30, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, a people cometh from the north country, and a great nation shall be stirred up from the uttermost parts of the earth, like the northern army in Joel 2, right? And they lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel and have no mercy. Their voice roareth like the sea. They ride upon horses, every one set in array, as a man to the battle against thee, O daughter of Zion. Verse 27. I have made thee a trier and a fortress among my people, that thou mayest know and try their way. Yeah, this is true of both the bride and the man-child. Mark 12 and 10 says, Have ye not read even this scripture, the stone which the builders rejected, the same was made the head of the corner. Oh, they don't realize the one that they're persecuting is the one that's going to rule over them. Mm-hmm. Like it was in Jesus' day, so it will be in our day. 28. They are all grievous revolters going about with slanderers. They are brass and iron. They are all of them deal corruptly. The bellows blow fiercely, the lead is consumed of the fire. In vain do they go on refining, for the wicked are not plucked away. In other words, there's no sanctification. Refuse silver, men shall call them, because the Lord hath rejected them. So, the northern army who attacked Zion is going to be destroyed. Psalm 101 and 5, Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I destroy. Joel chapter 2, 15 through 17, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the assembly, assemble the old men, gather the children, and those that suck the breasts, and let the bridegroom go forth from his chamber, and his bride out of her closet. So the bride and the groom revealed. Let the, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord. Give not thy heritage to reproach, that the nation should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then was the Lord jealous for his land and had pity on his people. Verse 20. But I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive it into a land barren and desolate. Amen. Well, just like Pharaoh's army at the Red Sea. And Eve said it was dark and shadowy over and around their camp and everything was chaotic and in disarray. I could hear shouting and gunfire with many explosions and the whiz of bullets flying. It reminded me of the night fire training courses that we practiced on in uh, Army basic training. And she gave Isaiah 57, 14 through 21. And he will say, Cast ye up, cast ye up, bear the, prepare the way, 
Take up the stumbling blocks out of the way of my people. They are being removed. For thus shall thus saith the high and the lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. And verse 19, I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him that is far off and to him that is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like a troubled sea, uh, a swamp, <laughs> for it cannot rest. Its waters cast up mire and dirt. See, a swamp. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. So, in this dream, I was standing at the perimeter of the UBM camp, looking out across the way towards the factious camp. It was like I was seeing in the spirit because no one else in UBM camp was aware or, uh, or concerned uh, by what was happening. It is very peaceful to miss out on the whole battle while the angels take out the enemy. That's what happens here. And Father gives us prophetic dreams and revelations Eve said, to be able to warn our brethren. So she was seeing something that the rest of the people weren't seeing at that time right there. So that we can do a spiritual warfare against the demons in our enemies. Yes. Amen. I was watching a bunch of tracer bullets flying towards our direction. Some of, some of it, of course, was between them. I mean, there was a division like Jehoshaphat situation. The enemies were taking each other out. But some of it they were, of course, throwing towards our direction here. And orange uh, basketballs with bombs hidden inside them being launched towards us as well. There's the bombs, right? Well, she said the basketball bombs represent the juvenile mentality of the faction and their slander and games that they like to play but they were all being supernaturally stopped. They were either falling short of our camp or were being turned back upon the factious camp by two special ops soldiers who were angels that stood guarding the UBM camp. Well, the Lord has said to us that um, those who curse us, He said, I will curse those who curse thee. Notice that the wicked curse themselves because their curses fall back upon them. We're not to personally curse our enemies, but to pray for them. Romans 12 and 14. Bless them that persecute you. Bless and curse not. Verse 19. Avenge not yourselves, beloved, but give place unto the wrath of God. What the Lord showed me was, if you don't avenge yourself, God will do it. They would rather that you did it than God did it, I tell you. For it is written, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. But if thine enemy hunger, feed him, and if he thirst, give him to drink. For in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. Yes, we tried our very best to give the word to these people, but they refused. I'm talking about the water of the Word, right? 
If they were thirsty, we gave them drink, and they cast it down. God can speak prophetically through the righteous to judge the wicked, <clears throat> as he's done all through the scriptures. So don't say that it can't come out of the mouth of the righteous. It can. It's just not from them. It's from God. The Spirit of God spoke through Paul to turn apostates over to Satan. 1 Corinthians 5 and 5. To deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the Spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. 1 Timothy 1 and 20. Of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered unto Satan, that they might be taught not to blaspheme. <clears throat> Meaning to speak against God or others. Blasphemy can be against either one. Okay, we should uh, not do this to defend ourselves or to fight with others. We should be neutral in this regard. And also, we do not need to turn one over to Satan when we can obviously see that they've already been turned over by God. And by the way, these dreams and visions come from God, and they are confirmed with one another and the words that we receive in random. So when we speak these dreams and revelations, we're not guilty of judging them. God is judging them with his word which he said he would give to his people in dreams and visions. Amen? So the Spirit of God spoke curses on blasphemers or railers uh, through David. And they're still true today. Psalm 109 and 1, on down. For the chief musician, a psalm of David. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of deceit have they opened against me. They have spoken unto me with a lying tongue. They have compassed me about with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love, they are my adversaries. We tried to turn every one of these people back, pointed out the scriptures very gracefully, so just anger coming out of them it was useless but i give myself unto prayer and they have rewarded me evil for good well the lord says when they reward you evil for good evil will not depart from their house and hatred for my love set thou a wicked man over him and let an adversary that's satan Stand at his right hand. In other words, he's been turned over to Satan. And when he is judged, let him come forth guilty, and let his prayer be turned into sin. You might say, oh, that's kind of hard of David to say. David did not say this. David was a prophet. He did not say this. Okay. It didn't come from him. It came from the Lord. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. It was said about and quoted in the New Testament. Satan entered into Judas, right? And another took his office. And it's still happening now. History repeats. There are more Judases today than there was back then. We've had more Judases today than Jesus had. Yeah. <sighs> to... 
the railers and cursers God spoke in verse 17. Yea, he loved cursing, and it came unto him. Their curses returned upon their own heads, as the angels were doing in the Revelation. You noticed? Okay, that's not us. That's them. Uh, so, and he delighted not in blessing, and it was far from him. He didn't bless, so he didn't get blessed, right? He clothed himself also with cursing as with his garment. And it came into his inward parts like water and like oil into his bones. This is eternal damnation. This is reprobation happening to people that do this thing. Let it be unto him as the raiment wherewith he covereth himself, and for the girdle wherewith he is girded continually. This is the reward of mine adversaries from the Lord, and of them that speak evil against my soul. Verse 28. Let them curse, but bless thou. Yes, Lord, we say the same thing. Let them curse, but bless thou. And when they arise, they shall be put to shame, but thy servant shall rejoice. Because of their wickedness, many people have died, spiritually speaking, and some physically speaking. Isaiah 54 and 17, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. So God said he would use his people to bring condemnation upon the wicked. So the wicked who judge the righteous will condemn themselves because of this promise from God. So this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness which is of me, says the Lord. Then Eve said, The two special ops soldiers had short military haircuts and were wearing the standard-issue camouflage, build caps on their heads, and were dressed in gray urban combat BDUs, which is battle dress uniforms. They had uh, matching backpacks with supplies and weapons to counter the attacks of our enemies. I knew immediately immediately that they were angels because of their large, pure white wings that were spread out to each side underneath their backpacks. And we know that wings are a symbol that people recognize as angels, right? Their wings were also part of the protection barrier that they provided for the UBM camp. Psalm 91 and 4. He will cover thee with his pinions, and under his wings shalt thou take refuge. His truth is a shield and a buckler. Since their backs were to me, I couldn't see exactly what they were doing to repel the enemy fire or what weapons they were using upon the enemy's camp. All I saw was that their arm movements, which indicated some type of invisible bow and arrow, weaponry yeah and she gives psalm 7 9 through 16 oh let the wicked wickedness of the wicked come to an end but establish thou the righteous 
for the righteous God trieth the minds and hearts. My shield is with God, who saveth the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, yea, a God that hath indignation every day. If a man turn not, he will whet his sword. In other words, getting ready to do him in. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He maketh his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity. Yea, he hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. He hath made a pit and digged it and is fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head. So he has to reap what he sowed. This is the law, right? And his violence shall come down upon his own pate. His own violence came down upon him. What comes out of their mouth is the curse that they receive. And I was noticing that every time the enemy launched a basketball bomb towards us, the angels would hold up their hands in a stop gesture. And the bombs would reverse course and fall back into the enemy's camp and explode upon them, causing much chaos and casualties. The two angels looked like traditional traffic cops, so they were directing the weaponries, right, of the enemy, directing them. But instead of directing traffic, they were directing the bullets and the bombs. It's kind of like Daniel in the lion's den, who, who was kept safe, while his enemies, who plotted against him to get him thrown there, and got thrown in there themselves and their families, were devoured. Psalm 141, 9 and 10 says, Keep me from the snare which they have laid for me, and from the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets. There it is again, over and over and over. They don't understand what the evil that they do is coming upon them. Whilst that I with all escape. Psalm 140, uh, 9 through 11. As for the head of those um, that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, whence they shall not rise. An evil speaker shall not be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. Psalm 35, 7-8 through eight. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit. Without cause have they digged a pit for my soul. Let destruction come upon him unawares, and let his net 
that he hath hid catch himself. With destruction let him fall therein. Again, this is a prophetic word. It's spoken by God. Psalm 37, 14 and 15. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay such as are upright in the way. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. In Psalm 57 and 6, They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me. They are fallen into the midst thereof themselves. Selah. Proverbs 26 and 27, Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein. He that rolleth a stone, it shall return upon him. Proverbs 28 and 10, Whoso causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, which they have done constantly, he shall fall himself into his own pit, but the perfect shall inherit good. Matthew 7, 1 through 3, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. There it is. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? So most of what the factious throw at us is demons of faction, witchcraft, slander, etc. But whatever they throw, it returns upon them, because God said it in Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Do they always reap it immediately? No, they don't. Wrath is stored up, according to the Bible and released at a time when, of course, God is through using them to put God's people on their cross. And then the judgment falls. After witnessing this, I walked over to David and was reporting to him everything that I was seeing. I don't remember what David replied, but he seemed pleased that the angels were doing a good job of protecting us. And then I woke up. And she gives Psalm 91, portions of it, portions of 1 through 12. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He will cover thee with His pinions, and under His wings shalt thou take refuge. His truth is a shield and a buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty angels out there. Okay, one more. 
Factious dogs in the deep state and church rounded up and euthanized. This was given to Eve on 10, 12, 21. I dreamed that I was in a huge warehouse that had many different sections and at least three levels. As we will see, the Father is not only store, not only stores up provision for his people and in his warehouse, but judgment is also stored up for the wicked. Romans 2 and 5 says, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest or storeth up for thyself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Well, we know that there's a day of wrath before the tribulation and there's a day of wrath at the end of the tribulation because one of them is the end of the church's um, tribulation. I mean, the, the bride's tribulation, and one of them is the end of the church's tribulation. So, so God is showing us a parallel. They both have to be purified, but at different times, right? The bride and the church. The ground level of this warehouse represents this earth and the earthly happenings. The second level represents the spirit realm where the directives are handed down from the Father and also from the intercessions of his saints to the angels who are the law enforcers and who carry out the directives of the bride and the man-child. Psalm 103, 20 and 21 say, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that are mighty in strength, that fulfill his word, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Now, angels might not listen to you unless you speak the word of the Lord or unless the Lord gives you authority to command them in a certain way, which he has done with us. Bless the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. I was standing on the cement ground floor with a seven-foot-tall, very muscular policeman at my right side, who was dressed in a navy blue policeman's uniform. He had a silver badge on the right side of his uniform pocket. And even though he was dressed as a beat cop, I knew in the dream that he was a police detective. This police detective represents the angels that carry out and enforce God's directives according to his word and his will. On the ground floor of the warehouse was a veterinary medical bay in the back left corner with exam tables and IVs set up along with IV catheters and syringes for lethal injections for euthanasia. In front of that was a large chain-link fence containment or holding area. <clears throat> this lethal injection could also be representative of the vaccines that are putting many of the deep state minions to death through the side effects. We've heard that many arrests of deep state individuals are taking place currently and that they are being questioned and held, awaiting military tribunals and sentencing 
in many cases, to be put to death. I've seen lists of these people that have already been put to death and sentenced. Our parallel runs true because many of the factious in the church leadership are also being arrested for spiritual child trafficking and crimes against God's children. Yes. The actively factious in the church will also be put to death, Eve said, through lethal injection. And um, I might add that for many it will be the jab (laughs) because they are killing God's children. And I asked the police officer where we were, what I was seeing, and what was going on. He began explaining everything to me. It was dark on the ground floor of the warehouse except in the veterinary bay which had some very limited lighting capabilities. And she says, Could this take place on a grand scale during the ten days of darkness when all the power is cut off and the EBS is enabled to expose all the deep state evil crimes against humanity? On the political side, they are rounding up these people and executing many. This is true. But also God is using their own spike proteins to take down these people, as he said. It's leftists that trust the government. It's leftists that don't have any faith in God. It's leftists. It's the majority of the people they're taking out. Plus a lot of Christians who are not Christian in faith and believing the Bible. So she went on to say, As the police officer began explaining, I had a vision of the second floor of the warehouse, which was very well lit. There were many offices and cubicles with law enforcement support personnel talking on phones and typing on computers and doing all kinds of office work. It was busy and bustling. I asked the officer what all the bustle was about, and he said, quote, A directive has been handed down from the top to round up all the dogs, unquote. And she said, These dogs represent the faction in the Babylonian deep state and the religious faction that have conspired to crucify the righteous just as it was with Jesus. So, prophesying of David, Jesus, the man-child's persecutions, we are told in Psalm 22, 16, 17, and 20. For dogs have compassed me, a company of evildoers have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet, I may count all my bones, They look and stare upon me. And uh, verse 20, Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. And of course the Lord did, because this was a prophetic word. (laughs) Then I saw the woman in charge of carrying out this directive. 
The woman represents the bride, who in Esther, as a type, is given authority by the king, representing Father God, to put Haman and his sons to death, as well as all of the other enemies who have lifted up their hands against her to kill her and her people. If you say, this doesn't sound likely, you didn't listen to any of this broadcast. (laughs) Let me say that when God's people speak a word from God, it comes to pass. It's not their judgment. It's God's judgment. She had a lot of authority from the top and was in charge of the second floor and all the law enforcement personnel. She was a thin woman, lacking flesh, <laughs> good, uh, and very straight hair, not, not a mind that brings forth confusion, right? Uh, that was uh, shoulder length, and she was standing in the middle of it all, dressed in a woman's business suit with her arms folded. This woman is thin because she has gotten rid of all her excess flesh. Her hair is straight, representing submission to Jesus and the Word, which is the straight and narrow way. Occasionally I saw her bring out her right arm and point off into the distance with her pointer finger, and I would see many law enforcement personnel going around the city, rounding up the large groups of all different sizes and breeds of dogs. And, of course, these are the angels, right? They would put them in temporary holding areas until they could be transported to the warehouse. I was not able to see the third level of the warehouse. And she says the bride is dressed in a business suit because she is about her father's business, just as Jesus was, and commanding the angels as she sees and discerns the Father's will. That's it. That's the key right there. Hebrews 1, 13 and 14. But of which of the angels hath he said at any time, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies the footstool of thy feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to do service for the sake of them that shall inherit salvation? Okay, but um, the head of the bride is the man-child, who is shown in all the scriptures to take down the factious Edomites. And a Christian brother had a dream where the Lord quoted this text to speak of the David man-childs in whom Jesus lives. Listen carefully. Because let me say, the man-child in the end times, it is the man-child, but it is also Jesus, because Jesus whose word lives in the man-child and whose spirit lives in the man-child, is there also. So Isaiah 11, 1 through 5 is talking about the man-child. And that's what this brother got a revelation of. And there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, and a branch out of his roots shall bear fruit, as it did and as it will. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, 
the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither decide after the hearing of his ears. This is not a human's judgment here. This is God's judgment going forth. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. You know, Jesus only spoke a half a verse there in Isaiah 61. The rest of it is going to be fulfilled in our day. And it's talking about judgment. He came as a lamb. He's coming as a lion. Mm -hmm. Suddenly I felt a dark presence behind me, and I turned around to see a large black dog the size of a great Dane. Well, this great dog is a factious person that we know in the dream and its ears were clipped like a doberman pincher i asked the police officer what it was doing he said some of them are turning themselves in because there is nowhere left to go no other choice oh so they are coming under the authority of these angels because of their great sins and they have no other choice. Hmm. It came into the warehouse through a large open bay door and was turning itself in to be to the authorities because the Roundup campaign was so wide and far-reaching that there was nowhere else for it to go. Do you know there's a Roundup campaign on the political side out there right now, and these people are not going to find any place to go either. They're running, but they cannot hide. Same with the church faction. None of the dogs realized that a death sentence was decreed for them, and some were turning themselves in in hopes of leniency. Uh-huh. Watch. Watch and see. Hopefully some may repent and be saved right before they die. This was true. We, we, we had dreams like that. And when I turned back around, I saw many kinds of dogs in the fenced holding area in front of the veterinary bay waiting to be euthanized. Hmm. Well, let me say, some people try to repent and they're not able Repent means change your mind, go the other direction. They are not able because of the demons, and they are not granted repentance by God. Judas was not granted repentance. It appears that he tried and failed and went out and hung himself, right? All of the factious Judases will hang themselves, just like Absalom did, right? The son of David. I asked Father for a word for this dream by faith at random, and my finger landed on the phrase, The King's Business, in Esther 9 and 3. I laughed when I saw where my finger landed because of the woman dressed in the business suit in this dream. God has such a sense of humor. And she gives Esther 9 and 3 in context 1 through 5. 
Now in the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put in execution, on the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have rule over them. Whereas it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them. The stone which the builders rejected became the head. Hmm. And over them that hated them. And the Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to lay hand on such as sought their hurt. And no man could withstand them, for the fear of them was fallen upon the peoples. And all the princes of the provinces, and the satraps, and the governors, and they that did the king's business, helped the Jews, because the fear of Mordecai, meaning little man, or man-child, was fallen upon them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house, and his fame went forth throughout all the provinces. For the man Mordecai waxed greater and greater, and the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword, which means the spoken word, and with slaughter and destructions, and did what they would unto them that hated them. What a story! And how much confirmation do you need to see if you have a brain in your head what is about to happen and what is happening? It is repeated over and over and over. And, of course, we've given warnings to the faction and they totally ignore them and spoken words from God and words of the Bible and all of us is being ignored because of their great pride, their great hatred. Um, they just have to do this. Can you imagine since, uh, well, actually 2010, they've been up to this. Started really big in 2011. They've been up to this, and none of these people have given up. It's just amazing. And even though we've spoken to them, they have not repented. I mean, a few have people that we know has felt that spirit coming upon them, and we prayed for them, and the demons came out of them, and they were fine. It was like God was showing them where this leads. <laughs> a warning, right? So, But the people who uh, went away and, and joined with the faction, so to speak, they haven't repented up until now. And they've been in it for years wasted all the time they could have used to bear fruit in the kingdom of God, wasted it, and now their time is running out. Well, Father, we pray once more. We pray for our brethren who were just deceived by these people, and um, we pray that you grant them repentance and turn their hearts back to you. Turn them, put, turn them back to love and peace and forgiveness and all these things. Turn them back, Lord, to you. Those who are yours from the foundation of the world, turn them back. Well, Lord, we know Judas does, is not going to repent. Um, and we know Absalom is not going to repent. And uh, But, Lord, you have some among them who have agreed with these slanderous people and went with them, but they're not of them. 
because from the foundation of the world they were not. Thank you, Father, for drawing them and delivering them mightily. Even this morning we had words about uh, the return of people who had gone into captivity. Thank you, Father, for that. We are looking forward to it. We pray for it regularly, and we give thanks unto you, Father, for your goodness. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us today, saints. God bless you and keep you. And uh, please pray with us concerning all these things. In fact, if you would read this text and pray as you go through it, that would be very helpful. Thank you so much, and God bless you and keep you. All right. Good night. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels, Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. My thirsting soul, purest water made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus. I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. Oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus. Jesus, I trust in you.